The search for a new coach is finally over, and the Flames promote from within. Dylan and Chris from the Armchair GM Podcast, we're going to talk about it. Well, it looks like we have a new Stanley Cup champion, so we got that to talk about. But let's start with a little bit about Ryan Huska, who was named the head coach of the Calgary Flames on uh, on Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, just quickly, I guess I can say I, I don't I don't hate it. I'm not I'm not overjoyed. Um, not gonna give him. A whole bunch of shit right away you know what i mean uh give him a chance to get acclimated as a head coach and give him a chance to you know get his systems in place but if things aren't working in you know two three months or two and a half months or something like that i'll be pretty fucking choked but yeah i, I think i think he'll be fine for them honestly i i think he'll do i think he'll do a good job i'm really interested to see who he selects as the assistant coaches and 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 the rest of his staff there. I um, think that I think it's a lot of his success is going to be based off of that because I yeah. think um rookie head coaches generally need a pretty good yeah. support staff around them. Um I don't think it needs to be anybody super experienced, but I think it needs to be somebody who can kind of help him through the NHL a little bit, but also who can work the offense a little bit because like he was fine with the offense in, in Stockton when he worked, when he was the mm-hmm. head coach there, yeah. but he wasn't really, he hasn't worked with the offense pretty much at all at the NHL level. So it'd be nice to have somebody to help with that. Yeah. Which is weird because he was a forward. Um, I know when he but... played um, and as he said, he, he wasn't good enough to, to make it uh, really at the elite level. He's um, humble. eh? He is humble. The, yeah. he, I mean, uh, you you have to give him props for what he was doing with the uh, uh, power, the uh, the penalty, the, penal, the penalty kill last yeah. year. I mean, it was it was great, right? I mean, ever since he's been up in in mm. the NHL, ever since he's been in a, a you know an assistant coach or an alternate coach or whatever the fuck you want to call it, associate, mm-hmm. um, he's been running, you know, a top third, top quarter of the league PK. So yeah, uh, I can't hate that uh, at all. Obviously it helps when you have a, a couple of really good 200 foot players in Backland and Lindholm. Uh, on and Tanev and honestly line. Sutter to yeah. be honest. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there, there, there's a lot of reasons that, that there was success there for, yeah. for the uh, PK, but you know, at the end of the day, you still need that system, right? I mean, Couldn't he, agree he, more. He brought and uh, developed uh, Dubé and and Mangiapane actually didn't do bad on the on the PK. I'll give him credit for Honestly, that. Honestly, Dubé and Mangiapane, like I'm, you know, as well as anyone, like my shitting on Mangiapane never ends. But I'll give mm-hmm. him props where props are due, and him and Dubé on the PK yeah. are probably one of the best. Um, like offensive PK guys in the league mm. uh, just because of their transition and, and 
they seem to get chances almost every time they're on the PK. And not that that's what you need on the PK, but, you know, it's no, better but to if, be in the offensive end if you can be. Yeah, if the, if the puck is in their end, that means it's not much of a power play. So Exactly. Um, what did you think about what Huska said, did it, or, or Connor, or even in the press conference? Is there anything that caught your mind or caught your eye or your ear? Not, not a lot. I mean, there, there was a lot of the, the standard, you know, the go-tos. I, I interviewed a thousand people and it just, in the back of my mind, it just had to be Ryan. Um, no, it, it was all pretty stock answers. Um, he, uh, Huska did, he, he seemed really, really excited for the opportunity, which I'm happy about. Um, yeah. and, and I would imagine the media is a little more excited to be doing flames interviews after games and, and uh, in the locker room, things like that. Cause obviously I mean, maybe. He's, he's more approachable. Oh, he's definitely more approachable, but you'd get more clicks and more, more reads good on your point. articles from Sutter, right? More. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. <laughs> that's, you do get more of that. Um, yeah, which is all they care about. So that's fair. Um, yeah. We'll see how see how his relationship is with with uh, Eric Francis, right? Be able to tell so, right away. I've been paying a lot of attention. Well, not a lot, but um, Huska has been doing interviews on nine sixty for mm-hmm. like a few years because he he was doing the the one weekly Stockton one a couple years ago, and yep. he's been doing. You know the coaches show every once in a while in the pregame and stuff like that. Yep. Um, and honestly, the one thing I've really re- noticed with him, and it was kind of reiterated uh, in his press conference and in his interviews with all of the different um, uh, radio shows and stuff that he that he did. Mm-hmm. But I found, and I've always found that he's a very good communicator. I don't know if that relates to the players. But I find with the media and with you no know, towards fans, anyways, I've I've noticed he explains himself very well, and he explain he has a good mind for the game. He explains the game very well, yeah. and he he kind of gets down to business um, when it comes to that. And I re- I really like that. I think it's going to be refreshing for a fan base who has had to like ask each other what the fuck the coach is trying to get at for you know for the yeah. last several or a couple years right yeah having the ability to communicate with your with your players is i mean it's pretty key right and and to be able to just cut through all the bullshit and 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 just tell it right that's that's i agree as far as far as i'm concerned that's needed i know um couldn't agree more coaching styles have changed obviously so you're not as abrupt with the with the players but there's no reason why you can't be direct and and communicate your 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 ideas and your, and your thoughts, you know, quickly and to the point and you know without without questions. Yeah. Right. If you can eliminate questions, I think you eliminate bad feelings. Yeah, like I found in in his press conferences and stuff, there's been very few follow up questions because he just explains himself so well in the first place. That mm-hmm. they just like go to the next yeah. question, right? Yeah, they, next, they don't, next subject or yeah. the next subject or whatever, right? Yeah. Um 
Did you listen to the Rasmus Anderson interview today? No, I didn't. Um, I did uh, pick up on a couple of uh, uh, posts uh, on on Twitter and whatnot, but I, yeah. I I didn't actually listen to the the interview itself. I did. Um, so one thing a lot of people I I hear and and read about. Um, a lot of them are saying basically that uh, Huska is a hire to make the players happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't see it that way. Um, uh, or that he's a nice guy or whatever. But when you, you look at it, like even what Anderson said, like Anderson is happy that Huska is the coach, but he, it, so Anderson played for Huska in Kelowna for the Kelowna Rockets. Yeah. And then played for him. It for the Stockton Heat, yeah, and now he's had Huska as an assistant coach for the last couple of years. So he in the NHL, so he's he's known Huska for a long time, and he said he didn't like Huska to start. He didn't yeah. like how hard he pushed him. Um, and that's kind of what makes me think maybe you know Huska is not just the nice guy, but he's going to push. Um, yeah. Apparently. Which you you can you can push players and be um, nice and and yeah and be reasonable you know reasonable about it where the where the players aren't aren't going to be super upset about it right you know if you can push for them and and achieve results then the players will get on board with it yeah you know? and, and it's also when knowing when to push and when not to push right like yeah. You look yeah. at um, some of the other coaches who have been promoted within that have done really well in the last few years, like mm-hmm. Jared Bednar and fucking uh, John Cooper. They're not just players coaches. They know when to push, but they know when to back off. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Another, like, another I, thing that I heard um, or, or at least a, a snippet that I saw about the Anderson interview is that mm-hmm. that he did have appreciation for Huska, but he didn't so much realize it until the last couple of years he said looking back at it Mm -hmm. that he helped him develop into the player that he is but didn't really realize it yeah i found it funny because he even said like you know huska really pushed me to become an nhl player i probably wouldn't have been an nhl player if it wasn't for him and then he ended off like answering that question with yeah i was a little fat (laughs) right yeah (laughs) yeah yeah which is kind of funny, but uh, you know, yeah, and, and I, think, I mean, you can always see that in in his face, right? That he that he can easily put on weight. You think so? I, I yeah. never noticed that, but I don't really look at that stuff. I also don't I mean, really care. Like Phil Kessel just won his third Stanley Cup, so fuck it. I guess. <laughs> I guess there is a time and a place for it. Yeah. Um. Oh, all in all. I'm willing to to uh, you know see what happens. I'm not going to shit all over this the decision. Um, I do think yeah. it's probably a, a partially a money based decision as far as still having to pay Souther. Yeah, um, and he was a cheap, um, no, a cheap option. Yeah, I was going to say that when you said that you weren't sure if he was brought in as you know to make the players happy as as much as he was brought in to make the owners happy. Right. Partially, I think I think it does make the players happy as well because I don't think that many of them dislike him or right. anything like that. 
Um, I do think that players, most players just like to be communicated with and communicated with properly, mm-hmm. you know, just black and white, say it, don't fucking beat around the bush or try and fuck with the media and stuff like that. But just say what you mean and tell it to the guy's face, move on with your day. You know, I kind of feel like that's yeah. what a lot of those guys are are looking for because they haven't had it since. Fuck, they probably didn't have it with Ward either because Ward just probably was like, "Oh yeah, no, you're doing really good. Just, just, uh, you know, keep yeah, having Ward... your headphones in at practice or what the fuck ever." Like, yeah, yeah, transitioning from from Bill Peters to to Jeff Ward might yeah. have been. Uh... Bill Peters probably was a pretty good uh, communicator, but maybe too much with the punching and the kicking and the whatnot. I don't know. I think probably not with to, Calgary, but that, we, that, we that need, was in Carolina. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it should have been in Calgary too. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what we need to, we need to bring that back a little more, a little more punching and, and kicking in the locker room from the coach. Start, start getting results. Okay. Clip that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, um, so some, some things that really stuck out and a lot of it is just super simple shit. Um, he said, you know, he wants to eliminate some of the higher danger chances against, which is, you know, honestly, two years ago, we didn't really have any. And then last year we had a ton because the defense was running around like headless chickens. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, but I think that's important. And what, wasn't that his department? It was, but I feel like I feel like there was. Well, actually, I think a lot of it was the defensive forwards that weren't doing very well last year. Well, not the defensive forwards, but the forwards defensively. Like Backland was doing fine as a defensive forward. Lindholm was doing fine as a defensive forward, but I think the forward group altogether kind of wasn't backing up the defense like they should have been. And I think it took Uyghur too long. Don't get me wrong. He did really well to end the season, Mm -hmm. but it took him too long to not have those bad turnovers. Yeah. It took him a long time to, to look like he was feeling comfortable for sure. Exactly. Um, Um, And I was pleasantly surprised with, with uh, Huberto uh, in the last, say the last month, maybe five weeks on, on his defensive game. Yeah. No, you know, he, yeah, he really no, stepped I... it up and, and I, I did appreciate that because it's, you could tell it was awkward for him. That's not something he's ever had to do before. So. I don't think that his def like I thought his defensive game slowly progressed throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Think, I, I mean, think it was I... noticeable though in the last month for sure. Yeah. He did a lot of fishing in the corners for pucks and stuff like that in the last, I want to say two, two and a half months of the season. And yep. he started getting pretty good at it in the last month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're right. Um, and, and you know what? Just having habits like that are going to help 100%. when they start having a more offensive system, if that is really what's going to happen. Um, and I think that's going to help a lot just having – because he's he's a bigger body than you know most of our other forwards, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, not that he's the biggest body, but you know, having somebody no, like but that he's, fishing for pucks. 
but he but he doesn't get pushed around, which is good, right? And he's he's, he's good on his feet. He's he's good in a scrum. He, he doesn't back down from anybody. Oh, I totally agree. He doesn't. You know, yeah, exactly. He's not afraid. Yeah, uh, he just needed to work on doing yeah. it. You know. Well, that's right. And and having a you know a better offensive system will be will be great as long as the players understand the fact that you can't sacrifice too much on the defense. Well, yeah, you can't you can't be playing offense unless you've got the puck, and you're not going to have the puck if you're not playing some defense. So, did you hear him say that? He said he stressed a lot. Um, understanding the value of the puck, mm-hmm. yeah, which seems like it's such a fucking simple that, concept, no-brainer. Right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's know, what we, coaches we do, players. right? They, they, you know, even when you get to that level, you'll you still need somebody to go, hey, remember when you're up. down here and this is what you were taught. Get back to that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like we it's have players old habits, who right? spent all year or, you know, the last 10 years of their career, just skating directly into defensemen and with the puck and not trying to pass it first. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and then of course, half a season of just sulking. Yes. So hopefully that ends. Um, yeah. Another couple things Huska said that, that really impressed. Well, not really. Nothing he said was like groundbreaking or impressive. No, or, that's or, kind of what I was thinking, right? Just, like it was, yeah, just basic yeah, answers, right? Just but, happy that he said it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, he said, you know, a little bit more freewheeling in in the offensive zone without sacrificing too much defense. But, um, and this is the one that's like sticks and stones hockey. That mm-hmm. is like. I could not grasp. And I think you and I spent like at least 15 episodes last year, just screaming about it. Um, Getting to the front of the net, just getting inside, trying to get high danger opportunities instead of blasting away from the point, blasting away from the half boards and, and assuming that there's somebody there to get the puck when nobody's there. Right. You know what I mean? So, and, and that was the like that's the one thing Kadri is actually good at. Right. Put him there. And that's <laughs> Make the him thing go he there. absolutely did not do at all. No. Mangiapani's good at that too. Get sure. him in there. Yeah, I mean he 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 takes a cross check in the head like like nobody's no other. business. Yeah, but he he's great at receiving it. Yeah. He wasn't in that he wasn't in that position at all last year. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it, it was it was the weirdest uh you know power play especially. Having you know, having guys like Kadri at the at the hash marks trying to set up plays instead of being the guy in the front of the net, and I know we've talked about it many times. It just blows me away that the coaching yeah. staff would not make an adjustment on that. It, it just it, it and, blew me. And away. having fucking Mangiapane pretending like he's Johnny Gaudreau doing button hooks on the half boards and then going backwards and getting knocked over or falling like what are you actually doing yeah like the reason they didn't the reason Gaudreau could do that is because they had to respect the shot they don't have to respect their shot your shot so they're going to close in on you and smash you and they did (laughs) well and and let's be honest you know Johnny is a hell of a lot more elusive than Mangiapane is well Mangiapane yeah Mangiapane he doesn't have that finesse like he's he He's more he's, like a bull in a china shop. 
He is. Well, he's like a fucking calf in a china shop. True. (laughs) Bambi on ice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm I I don't want an entirely new, fresh, um, you know, NHL rookie fucking coaching staff, and I don't think they can steal Tangay away from from uh, Detroit because it wouldn't be a. Uh, yeah, it's not an upgrade. It's yeah. not a promotion. But you, if you they keep could, you keep bringing him up, but you you're really you're really big on bringing. I never in. wanted him as the head coach. I want him as a replace for Muller. I, want, I mean, I mean, I we, like, we could bring we could bring a fucking pylon in and be be a good replacement for Muller. I know, but I want. <laughs> I do think that he is a really smart offensive guy. And not just because he played that way, but I've heard him on panels when he was Florida's play-by-play, or not play-by-play, he was Florida's um, uh, one of the panel guys a couple years back, and I remember hearing him and being really impressed with that. Um, yeah, and, I don't know I that he would he come to a Canadian team, plays, though. Right? What's that? I don't know that he would come to a Canadian team, though, for that. It's you, hard to say, though. You don't think so? No, he's, he's like he's, he's a Canadian dude. I know, <laughs> and he played in like I don't know. He did. He did play in 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 Canada in a, in a couple of good markets, but but I mean, he, he would do well with you know guys like Pelche and and Huberdo. You know, obviously, you know, speaking the French, French and, and can communicate with them and things like that. I don't that. think Huberdo has a problem with that. Pelche, no, but I don't think he has a problem with it at all. But yeah, but let's be honest. You know, people that speak the same language. Just they gel quicker. Yeah, it's no different. Yeah, like what you're saying is no different than, you know, all the Swedes that speak perfect, perfectly good English. Yeah, you know, exactly talking to each other all the time, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not saying they're they're losing anything in translation or anything like that. It's just no. if you can have somebody that can actually speak, you know, your mm-hmm. your your native tongue to you, and I mean, obviously, it's going to translate better. You yeah. would think would get better results out of it, but. You never know. I'm 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 not super sold on on the Tongay thing, to be honest. Um, I don't I, think he's even. A, I don't an think option he's on the radar. So. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, I I really hope that we still find a way to keep uh, Mitch Love within the organization. You know, I'd bring like him into a in, into an assistant coach role. You know, because like you know, give both Huska and, and Love that promotion within the organization. I think would show. Um, a, a, a good camaraderie within within Craig's new, you know, system, if you will, or his new role, and I, mm-hmm. I, I just I think it would go well with 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 players and and other staff. Yeah, and and you know, one thing I think is kind of lost in all of it, and I've heard a lot of people kind of shit on, you know, the idea of Mitch Love being head coach and and the idea of Huska being head coach. And now that Huska is head coach, a lot of people have been shitting on it because, um, you know, you're just bringing up some guy, but, but like these, these are the same people who are like, Oh, we got to make room for the kids and we got to play these kids from the minors. It's like, well, mm-hmm. we've also been grooming like two of the best, like up and coming coaches in the league or in, well, yeah. you know, in, in any system. 
in any team system, we've been grooming them in the minors and they've been moving up too. So we got to move these guys up and give them a chance, I think. Well, 100%. Every single Hall of Fame coach that's ever made it was a rookie. Was a rookie. And again, not saying they're going to be Hall of Fame coaches. I'm just like, you have to give them the opportunity. And I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, Huska or Love are going to become Jared Bednar or are going to come, you know, become John Cooper. But both of those guys were coaches in their minor systems. Right. Right. So, and those are the last, I mean, Two of the or you know two of the last three cup winners. Now that Vegas has won the cup, you know. <laughs> well, that, that's right. And and if you want to talk about bringing the kids up and giving them an opportunity, I mean, what better coach to have in in that system is the ones that have been coaching them at that lower level, getting them to that mark, right? Exactly. And you have you know now that you have Huska as a guy who's you know coached literally everybody on the team as an, as an assistant coach, but also mm-hmm. had a few of them in the minors. And then, and then if you bring love up, then you have just somebody who the kids are used to somebody who, you know, they know how to, they know how to communicate with, with Mitch love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, I mean, as far as that goes, I'm, I'm not, I, I would never harp on on saying that that bringing Huska in as the coach is a bad thing. I mean, I think we need to promote within, and I and like I said, I've I've made it very clear I don't want to lose Mitch Love. I do personally think he's a better coach than Huska. I do too, but I mean, it just to me, it's, I think this it's a natural the, progression, right? You go. Those are the ranks. exact words I was going to use. Natural progression. Um, final thought on it. I think of the guys who were in the final, you know, five of of the coaching um coaching picture anyways, I think Huska and Slash or Love were the best two anyways. I do too. I think there was a lot of, you know, Kirk Muller who's fucking garbage. I don't want, and I didn't want that at all. I'm, I know that they said that, uh, you know, Gerard Gallant was asking for too much, but he was being seriously considered and like, no thanks. Yeah, the, again, there was I... a lot of like the retread cr- coaches that they came up with. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. I was, I mean, the I was the Gallant thing was anything. not appealing to me in any way. Like, was that? The, the Gallant thing was not appealing to me at all. No. Like, he's, there's a reason why he was looking for work there. Like, I, I, that was not even a, I didn't give that a second of thought other than flat out. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mueller. I wouldn't have um, even given them a fucking interview. No, hundred percent. The, the Mueller thing, you know, I'm, I'm very surprised about, to be honest with you. I mean, I was excited when we brought him in. I really thought that he really? would be um, somebody that would be good at teaching certain players to be a little more hard nosed and, and really get a just good because of who he was as a player as who he was as a player and just how he carries himself even off, off the ice. Like he's just, hmm. he, he just seems like that kind that kind of guy to me. Fair enough. I was surprised with how bad I kind of, I, how bad I saw his, his coaching abilities. 
it it I didn't see that at all. When we no. first when we first hired him, I was excited, but that that started, you know, steadily dropping off. Do you think that the whole Mueller thing, like the problem with the Mueller thing could have been maybe Husko was a better defensive coach or coach for the defense and maybe Mueller should have been, or maybe Mueller just maybe he was miscast as a power play coach because he was fucking terrible at that. Yeah. But, but do I you mean, think maybe, maybe he would have just been better at something else. It's, it's possible. Um, it's possible. I'm, 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 you know, when it comes to, you know, if you're the head coach and obviously you assign roles to your assistants, you know, you, you do power play, you do penalty kill, you focus on offense, you do goaltending, you know, all that stuff, mm-hmm. but you you still have to be the coach at the end of the day. And so if, I mean, if Sutter actually thought that our power play was, was working, then he's worse than I thought. Like then he's completely lost his ability to coach. Yeah. Like, well, as the coach, he should have been, okay, we're making a change here. Yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The playoffs might be over, but you can still light the lamp with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. That's code THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 1-877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. That's 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and stay specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. Well, let's move on to uh, the Stanley Cup. Let's do it. Lord Stanley has been won. It has. By, by none other than, than the, the James Neal-less Golden Knights. James Neal? No, I'm not really a James Neal fan, but anyways. Wow, that jersey is a big deal, bud. It's it's kind of a big deal. And it's fucking ugly. It is. I, I won it in the raffle years ago. I figured I'd wear it just to piss people off because Flames mm, you know, fans don't really like the Golden Knights or James Neal. And I'm a troll, so take that. <laughs> but I'm, I'm happy they won because I what they, you know, I'm not ready for Kachuk to win a cup. I'm not ready for well, I, you know, Bennett can go fuck himself. But I just I'm not ready for just Oilers fans. I'm not ready for ease up on the Bennett 
fucking hate. Jesus. He's still horrible. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. He's had two seasons with a hundred plus point winger and he's never hit 50 himself. So how, and he's always, he has more penalty minutes than games played every year. He's not a good player. Um, but I, I mostly just wasn't ready for the Oilers fans and Canucks fans to be harping on us for the foreseeable future about, you know, our former players, you know, winning, winning a cup, you mm-hmm. know, the year after we traded one of them. I wasn't ready. Yeah, so, see, you're, you're saying it a lot nicer than, than I'm thinking it. Right. I just flat out did not want Kachuk to win a cup after he fucked us over. Yeah. Period. Yeah. That too. I don't give a shit about Oilers fans or Vancouver. Are Vancouver fans even relevant at all anymore? No, but I do have I, I don't care who what are they think. fans uh, you, of those teams. You do live in BC, so that makes more sense. Well, yeah. yeah I don't even... I don't even see Vancouver fans anymore. I haven't seen one in like a year and a half. They only come around when their team's doing well. That's that's fair. Uh Oh, I, I'm, I I wanted Lomberg to win a cup. <laughs> I'm gonna lie. I, I mean, I I do like Lomberg as a player, and it's not like he asked to be traded or fucked us over. And like he's just, no. I've I've got no ill will he's, towards. He's him. He's a perfectly fine fourth line player, and I'd I'd have him on my team any day. Yeah, hundred percent. But when you um, when it when it comes right but down I could go to without him too. Could, could, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trading for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kachuk fucked us over. Bennett wanted to wanted to get out of Calgary. He asked for a trade, so which was fair enough, I think. Sure, I think so too. I mean, he was he was not given the right no. opportunity. He was given opportunities, but he wasn't given the right one. Maybe he opinion. was expected to to fill a role that he wasn't fit for. But I do think he was given the minutes here and there, and he just never took off with it like some other guys have. Like even Dubé has, you know, did last year for a little bit. But uh, yeah, but that's I mean, I mean, really, when you when you come down to it, you we talked at the beginning of the season of how how it would take uh, Huberdeau and 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 uh, and Uyghur time to get you know, used to their players or line mates, you know, nobody gels right away and blah, blah, blah. It took way longer than anyone expected. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, kind of the same situation with Bennett. Yeah. Except I mean, one year and like six years are much different time frames. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I agree. And I mean, if you, I mean, most of the, yeah, most of the middle six, was was like a revolving door, right? I suppose so. And like he, I mean, you know, like I don't think he should have been on the on the top line, but I no. And he that. was given the odd rep on the top line. Yeah, and for like, like never for enough. Like a game. I'll give it never enough to actually truly get used to it. Yeah, not everybody can be Lucic and and get on the on the second Sorry. line and gel immediately, right, and score. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be a machine. No, not everybody's that good. Yeah. So but at the same time, like I still think the the Bennett kind of 
never took off and then pouted when he got moved back down, even though he wasn't producing yeah. up there like like he should have, and then never really did, and then just kept pouting. Yeah, and... that that is definitely one of one of his one of his weaknesses. We'll say he is mm-hmm. very he is very emotional and pouty for sure. And yeah. I think Flames fans saw how he did in two different playoff runs, which amassed like fucking a grand total of like 10 or 12 games in six years and that he played pretty okay in those wasn't even that good he was just better than than all of the other flames who were terrible (laughs) well and playing on on the fourth line so you have to give him his credit well he was playing on the third line there with luchichi dube yeah and that that was actually a good line for for the fucking six games well, they were together. I mean, between Luch and, and Bennett, like their their style and their and their physical abilities are made for playoff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like I mean, Sam hits like a fucking truck. Oh, absolutely he does. You know, I love watching him hit and I love watching him fight guys too, because he's really good at it. You know, he's, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's really unassuming. You look at him, you don't think he's gonna be much, but I you know Ask Darnell Nurse what he thinks about fighting Sam Bennett because he's lost to him every fucking time. Well, he's also and Nur- a and Nurse giant thinks he's a fighter. Yeah, thanks. Um, so as far as the Golden Knights are concerned, like pretty impressive run, honestly. Taking out the Oilers for us, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Taking out the Panthers for us was nice. Taking out the Stars for us, which was nice. Um, Who'd they play in the first round? Winnipeg? Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Yeah, Um, I mean, they just just rolled through the playoffs doing Flames' favor left, right, and center. They really did. Uh, I, I was really impressed with how their system throughout the playoffs protected their goaltenders because let's be honest you know Brissois was fine until he got hurt and I actually think Hill was very good in some games but but most games he didn't have to be because their structure is so good their um, structure has always been really good um, but that being said though Hill had to make one or two 10 bell saves per game for sure. Oh, for and, sure. And and he was he was up to the task. 100%. I, I'm not trying to take anything away from Hill because I thought he should have won the con Smythe. I know Marcia so won it, but mm-hmm. I thought Hill should have won it even though he didn't play the first round and a half because he came in and was fairly lights out for... Yeah. I think he only had one actually bad game out of 16. Yeah, so. agreed. I mean, they they scored a couple of quick ones on him tonight in the third, but I think he was already starting to get emotional for that win, right? They were I think up the a, whole team was. Yeah, they you were could up see a lot because they scored nine, right? I think after their their like fifth or sixth one, they all started celebrating yeah. like it was already over because it was. It was, but yeah, yeah, man. And, and in the back of my it. back of my mind, I'm like, fuck! You imagine these cocksuckers lose it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh. I'm a big Jack Eichel fan uh, because of how he's been treated by fans and by and by the Sabers over over the years. Um, but I mean, I think 
I mean, I think the I think the Sabers didn't treat him great as far as the surgery uh, went, but other than that, I don't see how they treated him poorly. They treated him poorly, and uh, I mean, I can see this from both sides, but they treated him poorly because from the very first time, like even up at the podium when they were drafting him, because they lost the McDavid sweepstakes. They were visibly pissed off and they didn't want him. They were just like, which is fair because they missed out on McDavid, but they kind of treated him like shit by being pissed off that they were even getting him. You know what I mean? Without even knowing, like he is an elite talent. You can't be pissed off that you're getting that. You can be pissed, you know, you can be like, oh man, it sucks. We lost the lottery, but at least we got this guy, you know, but they kind of weren't. For a little, and then they, and the other way they didn't really treat him very well, is by never bringing anybody in to play with him. Like he 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 played with Jeff Skinner and Kyle Ocposo for years, and they wouldn't give him anyone else to play with for mm-hmm. years. And yeah. like they were terrible players for years. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. they didn't really give him anyone any skill to play with. They were trying to give him Darlene when Darlene wasn't very good. They were trying to give him Ristolainen and he's always been horrible. You know what I mean? Like they never really gave him a decent, like I think they gave him Matt Molson for a couple of years. Like, and yeah, I guess, I guess they were trying the... to tank, but like you don't tank for eight years like that. You start getting talent eventually, you know? Well, I mean, they're, they're they're a lot better team now than they have been in yeah. at they, least ten years, right? I think it's a lot. A lot of it is because the guys that they traded for Eichel, yeah. plus the emergence of Cousins. Now that Eichel, um, has opened more, you know, ice time for him with not being there. Yeah, that's true. And Darlene is. A stud and Uka Pekka and I can't even say his name properly is is going to be a and, stud too. I mean, Tage Thompson's okay too. Thompson is really good. They and that's another guy. They didn't they didn't uh, give Tage Thompson much of a chance because Eichel has always been you know that guy, which is fair yeah. enough. Like to me, he's a first line elite center. He might not be that great on the draws, but everything else, he's pretty damn good at. So it kind of makes sense that they didn't give Thompson all of that. Right. Um, anyways, I'm I'm happy that Eichel got a cup. I'm happy. I, I there's a lot of Golden Knights I like. Like I like the Carlson, Marcia So Smith, Nick Waz, a big, big, huge, fun guy to watch. Chandler Stevenson has come up from nowhere and won two Stanley Cups now. Mark yeah. Stone, I, I hot take, he's retiring. Um, That was his last game, I think. Holy oh. shit, he was born in 1992. I feel old. Um, Who was? Mark Stone. Stone, yeah. Um, He turns 31 in a couple of months, doesn't he? Uh, 31 or 32, yeah. He's... um. So for those who don't know, he's got a degenerative, I can't even say the word properly, degenerative back disease. Uh, He shouldn't be playing. He's had a couple surgeries for it. He's probably going to have to get more 
that's kind of why I think he's done because I don't think it's something, I think it's something that he's going to have to keep getting surgeries for the longer he plays. And he just scored. Did he score four goals? Was it fourth? I know he got the hat trick for sure. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, winning the cup and going on to LTIR, making $9.5 million a year. Um, for the next three years, I, I think is probably going to suit him pretty good as a guy who probably doesn't want to get that many more surgeries in his future. I don't see why. So that's my my hot take of Mark Stone going to LTIR. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense, right? I mean, in, by, he's by a all accounts, he, retire, but... sure, but yeah, he, he shouldn't have been playing. No. And he played well. I, honestly, I think I, I, you might have to remind me about this, but I think I predicted him uh, getting injured and being out after the first round or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but right, it was right. halfway through the first round or the beginning of the second round or something like that. He was going to be out and couldn't return was my thought because he shouldn't have been playing then. Yeah. yeah. Um, so big props to him. Alec Martinez has scored um two three goals, I think, in uh as a defenseman in Stanley Cup final clinching games in his life, which is yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah, he's I I've always liked Martinez, actually. Me too. I, I do like, like their their fucking defense is stacked and big and mobile. That's the big thing, right? They're big, they're punishing, and and their system. I actually found their system in the first couple of years to be better than yeah. it is now, but it's still really strong. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Stone did get the hat trick. He got three, not four? No. Okay. Still, like, I think, again, as a guy who shouldn't have been playing in the first place, going out on top, or he didn't win the, the Conn Smythe, but he got uh, you know, three goals in the Stanley Cup clinching game, captain of a Stanley Cup winning team, yep. making $9.5 million. Like, he might, like, he shouldn't be playing. Anyways, I've said that, like, eight times now, so... <laughs> I really yeah. like his game too. He reminds me of kind of like what Backland, what I thought Backland would be, except a winger. Mark Stone. Yeah. Okay. Just be, because he he is Backland, except he scores more. He's tough to play against. He's a really good two way player. He's really really like elite defensively. But he's just got more offense, and he's a winger. Okay, I'll let you go with that. Yeah, I don't know. You you can disagree with me. He's also fucking three years younger than Backlund, but yeah, but he, but he looks like he's he looks like he's forty eight. He does. Uh, must be all the surgeries. Could be. Petrangelo's always been a. You know, one of my favorite players too. Uh, you know, outside of the Flames organization, 
I've always really appreciated his game. Yeah, I mean they they really do have a you know a, a stacked roster, right? I mean, I I've always been a fan of uh, McNabb. I know he's not anything he's super too. elite, but I mean he's 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 a strong player, right? You know, they, not they everybody needs to be super elite. Braden McNabb is a perfectly fine fucking middle pair punishing defenseman. That's right, and I wish we had more of them on our team. You know, I'm I I will go down on on record saying that Robin Regeer is one of my favorite players one of all time. Too. Tunnel of Doom. Oh yeah, it's Saskatchewan steamroller. You don't want to be in the fucking tracks when that's coming at you. You look at Vegas's defense. That is a tunnel tunnel of doom. It truly is, right? Six 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 three six one six four six two six three six two six two. Yeah, yeah. 215, 215, 210, <laughs> They're just big, big guys. And none of them are slow. McNabb might be. Hutton is, but you know. Yeah, that's yeah, they're not they're not slow. They 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 work well as a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that really is kind of gross to be honest. And uh, not that it matters that much, but uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty guys on the Vegas roster are from Canada. And they have two goalies from. Uh oh shit. I thought Aiden Hill was from Calgary. Oh no, he just played junior in Calgary. Yeah. Uh and gr- he grew up in Calgary, but he's from Comox, BC, and Logan Thompson is from Calgary. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody else from Calgary yeah. here? Yeah, being so like I I really wanted <laughs> us to acquire Aiden Hill at the time. Really? Yeah. Do you have you had some insight to that, eh? I mean, not necessarily, but um, he just you know with his ties to to Calgary and 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 whatnot. I I was just be nice to have the backup position sewn up for the foreseeable future type thing. Well, I actually, I I thought he would would be better than he than he is. To be honest with you, even after this this playoffs, yeah. Well, I mean, he 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 came in and and did really goddamn good in the, in the playoffs here. Obviously, yeah. Um, he didn't exactly get a lot of um um. What did he play? I guess he played what twenty five games or so. Oh, in the regular season. In the, in the regular season, I I can look it up. Give me a sec. Yeah, just uh, pull it up here. Twenty seven. Twenty seven games. You know, I mean, he had 16 wins in 27 games. That ain't too bad. Not bad. But yeah, I mean, 16 wins in the playoffs coming in as, as a backup when the, when their you know their their guy goes down is, I mean, how do you? Yeah, you can't hate on that. Yeah, uh, I I. And I, you know, and it's funny. Like you just you don't even think about his time in 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 Arizona at all. No. 
No. I think, like, I think he's good. But I think some team is going to overpay him this year because mm-hmm. he's he's a UFA, I believe. So I think based on his finals and and just playoff performance, I think some team is going to pay him like two million bucks too much, and he's going to kind of come back down to. Oh, he's going to be like uh, Jordan Bennington type thing, just overpaid um, guy who won a cup once. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that's. Which is um, fucking great for him, right? But I mean, look look what they did to for Murray after winning it a couple times, right? Oh, he's just fucking horrible. <laughs> he's a terrible goaltender. Yeah. But he, he legit stole the job from, from Flurry. So I mean, we'll give him the. The yep. credit he deserves, but you know, yeah. You know, what's his, his his current contract is? Oh yeah, yeah. Two 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 point uh, one seven five. Yeah. Um. To may maybe just do you have anything else to say, or can I throw out a closing closing statement here? You go ahead with your closing statement. I was watching the. Uh, cup ceremony where they were passing the cup to each other. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I saw Jonathan Quick get the cup before Aiden Hill, and that pisses me the fuck off because that guy didn't even play a minute in the playoffs. Correct. Aiden Hill stole the cup. Yeah, and he's he's the reason why they're hoisting it. He it, should have won the fucking Con Smythe, in my opinion, and Jonathan Quick got the cup first, and that's fucking bullshit. Logan Thompson should have been on the ice without his pads injured on fucking crutches getting the cup before quick. And I I don't dislike quick. It's just, it makes no sense how a guy who didn't play a minute got the cup before the fucking goalie who won the cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree with that 100%. I mean, you can tell that there's, you wonder, wonder who gave it to him. Was it like Martinez maybe? I want to say McNabb, which would make sense because I think they played together. But I could be wrong on that. Because I think McNabb played with Martinez and Quick on those LA teams. But I could be wrong. And I I could be wrong on who passed it to him. I was just like... I saw somebody with goalie pads taking the, the cup and I was like, oh, sweet. They gave it to Hill pretty quick. And then I saw it was quick and I was like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. McNabb uh, played with, with LA from 2014 to 2017. He's the guy they selected, right? Oh, in the, in the, oh yeah. Yeah. That would make sense. Um. So I guess he would have won the last cup with LA in 2014 then. With Mar- with I think that was the one Martinez scored the overtime goal for the game 7. Right. Oh, so that's right. interesting. Anyways, I think that's pretty much all we got for the day, hey, or do you have anything? I think that pretty much uh, caps it off. Just wanted to have a quick chat about our our new coach and a uh, Getting uh, getting the uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs are finally over. That's that's sad. I'm, I'm you know what? I'm not 
super sad about it. I would have liked it to go a couple more games, but I'm also kind of ready. I feel like even though a couple of big trades have happened, no, Columbus has got some some more defense and Mm. um, LA's freed up some cap space and all that type of stuff. But I feel like there's three or four big trades ready to go in the next fucking two or three days. I feel like we're going to get some trading action right quick. Yeah. I mean, I think so too. I mean, we're, 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 we're coming up on the draft, right? So what day is it? It's like the 20th or something. Um, 25th or something. The 28th. Okay. Yeah. I think it's 20, 28th at 7 PM Eastern. So, I mean, that's, that's coming up quick, right? So, I'm interested to see what Craig's going to be able to pull off before that draft because we all know that we have some players that are either going to need to be signed or traded. And I don't think there's really a choice, honestly, for any of them. But I think specifically for Hannafin and Lindholm, you have to know by the draft and you have to do something about it by the draft. If either of them are not traded by the draft and not signed to an extension on July 1st, I'll be fucking pissed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. If they haven't been traded and they haven't been signed come. Yeah. I agree to that a hundred percent. Yeah. We don't need another Gaudreau situation. So I don't think it'll be longer than another couple weeks before we talk, before we have another podcast. Cause I think, uh, there's going to be a big trade, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, announcement of a signing on july 1st or whatever but i think we're going to be uh, in for another big off season and i think we're probably going to catch up every couple weeks hey oh yeah yeah absolutely and and you can also follow us on uh on 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 facebook at at armchair gm podcast you know join join uh join the chats there dylan keeps us pretty much up to date when he when he can with with new things so you know any sort of uh trade or 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 signing i suppose but that won't be till till after anyways but um once once things get rolling uh you know we're we're looking into some excitement i think in the next couple of weeks uh if you're a flames fan or just a, a fan of the nhl at all you just picked you just started up a twitter too didn't you mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah well uh i'll uh i'll get i'll get uh going a little more active on that too and and start uh what's the handle again uh, was it armchair uh, GM podcast 10 or armchair GM 10? Sorry. Armchair GM 10. Okay. So follow us on that. Follow us on Facebook. Um, follow us on YouTube. Let us know what you felt about the, uh, the golden Knights winning and Kachuk and Bennett and the rest of the Florida Panthers losing, even though Bobrovsky kind of almost pulled one out of his ass there up until the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, and let yeah. us know what you think is going to happen with the flames in the upcoming, uh, couple weeks here in the comments down below. Yeah, um, absolutely. And check out the hockey podcast network where we will be on Spotify, Apple, and uh, I, I heard and all that type of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Check Cheers. us out everywhere. Give us a share and a like. Cheers. Go flames. <laughs>